Hello, apa kabar? Welcome to the Indonesia Saga with Fim. A podcast talking rap about Indonesia from facts, culture, funny stories, news, travel tips, or just things. Created and produced by Indonesian from Indonesia, just for you, wherever you are. My name is Fim. This is episode 19, Dare or Dare, Living in Jakarta. In this episode, I'm going to share with you the stories of living in Jakarta. I'm a Jakartan, and also Betawi, which is the original ethnicity of the city. I was born and raised here, so I've been living in this capital of Indonesia for more than 20 years. Jakarta is quite big even bigger than the entire Singapore. I haven't visited most of them, yet the perk of living in Jakarta is that it has so many choices of public transportation. Although, it's hard to admit that the hygiene of the transportation itself and the safety of passengers are troubled. But you know, my number one favorite is no other than online transportation everyone's favorite. Not Trans-Jakarta fee? Well, I use Trans-Jakarta sometimes, but it's not my preference, especially during this pandemic. You will agree with me, right? Speaking of online transportation like Gojek and Grab, here there's no resistance from the people against the existence of these two transportation companies. Unlike Bali that is end-time online transportation as it is considered to threaten the basis of carental. So, <clears throat> in the recent years when I visited Bali, um, ordering an online transportation, either it's a Grab or an Ojek, it's like shooting an, a secret agent film. You know, you, you have to meet in a secluded spot where no one can spot you and um, the driver will not wear their jackets so no one will be aware of their identity as a Gojek or Grab driver so that's how hard it is for you to um, get an online taxi in Bali but in Jakarta it's their city they are free That is why you can see the drivers in green jackets every 500 meter in the streets of Jakarta. However, sometimes the drivers can become troublesome for parking or dropping off their passengers carelessly, which as a result causes more traffic. I think that Jakartans grow old in the streets. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, it's not surprising since they spend so much time in the streets battling with the traffic. Even a pandemic like right now does not make it better. The city has high mobility. Motorcycles are like ants flocking the streets every day. And people drive carelessly. Like my mother always says, in the dictionary of the motorists, there is no word of traffic. Thus, the 
avoid getting stuck in the traffic, the pedestrians have to let go of the sidewalks for these motorists to pass by. If not, be ready for a loud and continuous honks. But there's only one moment where we can rest of the honks, I mean, where we can take a rest of the honks and pollutions of vehicles in Jakarta. Or maybe two. The first is during the Eid, fitter, and the second is during flood season. So you know Indonesia is the biggest Muslim populations. So um, when it's Eid, most people who are not the native inhabitants of Jakarta, they will go back to their hometown to celebrate the festive with their family. And when they go home, the street is almost empty. Why? Because the native inhabitants of Jakarta is actually not that big. What makes it so big is the people who come from other town to work in Jakarta, you know, and um, <clears throat> as a result, we, the native, during the Eid, we will not find any traffic and the air quality is slightly better, okay, so you can even take pictures in the middle of a street, there won't be no traffic, there won't be no honks in the streets. Everyone can take a walk in peace in the streets during the Eid because, you know, Jakarta is a paradise when it's, when it's Eid, you know, because it's just paradise for me and for many other Jakartans up there. So that's Eid feeder. And for the floods, I don't know. Let's create more traffic while we are on our way. I mean, like, while we are driving. And when it gets worse, cars and motorcycles disappear from the streets and take turns to boats that evacuate people. In some places, instead of hearing the honks of vehicles like any other normal days, it's the laughter of children playing in the water that you may likely find during the rainy season free swimming pool, they say. <laughs> well, floods happen across Indonesia. Yep, only Jakartans politicize the floods. Floods in Jakarta are not merely a matter of disaster, but also politics. Who to blame depends on which team do you belong to. The current governor, previous governor, or central government. These officials then will start to defend themselves, claim to have done the right thing, and start attacking the other. While they are busy defending themselves, we also forget that people and private companies also contribute to these floods. That's what Jakartans always do. We forget that we built too many skyscrapers without thinking of the environmental damages or impacts. We we suck so many water from the ground so Jakarta is sinking deeper every year. We forget all of them. We build so many malls because Jakartans love to hang out. And we all know what is our favorite place to hang out? 
that's no other than the malls. It's very normal for people in the urban city, right? But Jakarta's are different. They love it so much that they build more and more malls every year. Based on data from 2020, there are 80 malls in Jakarta. It does not include the ones under construction and new malls opened in 2021. South and Central Jakarta have the most number of malls. Well, they are business centers after all. We Jakartans have no many options for hangout places. It's either a mall or a cafe or the house of our boyfriend or girlfriend, lol. But park is not an option for some people, including me. First, it's hot during the day, especially with the air pollution. Second, it lacks lightning during the night. Even so, there are still some people who hang out in parks with their family, pets, or even bringing their date. But going to mall every day is of course not good for our wallet, right? In fact, Jakarta has the most expensive living costs in Indonesia. Well, although it's not as expensive as your country, especially if it's European or American country. American city, sorry. But with that, many people rely on Wartak for their daily food. Do you know Wartak, by the way? Well, it's a small and family group business that serves homemade Indonesian foods. You can find an array of foods placed in a shop window. Plus, what I like about Wartek is that the mineral water or, or tea is free of charge and sometimes also free for a refill. A plate of rice, vegetable, and one for tea usually starts from 10,000 rupiah. It's equal to less than one US dollar, although it can be more expensive in the downtown areas or business centers. You know, Indonesians say that Jakarta is like a stepmother. It's cruel. Life is difficult for those who come from other regions and some hardly survive and live in nomads in the street of Jakarta. As a Jakartan, especially a woman, I also feel not safe walking alone in the street at night. What I mean by night is after 9pm, of course. I don't know if it's just my paranoia, but I don't think that Jakarta is a safe city for women. The crime rate in Jakarta in fact has increased according to the data from the original police of Jakarta released to CNN Indonesia in 2020. Yeah, it does not mean that I can't go out for go home late. It's just not walking or taking angkot or public transportation in general, unless online transportation because that's what most people depend on. Still, we can be off guard at night in Jakarta. But you know, in Jakarta, night market spread across the city. Um, they are mostly in suburban areas or perkampungan, which is a district where people from lower to middle social class live. And that's where I live, perkampungan. 
There are ones that open every day while the others only open on weekends. But on weekends, it's a favorite place for some youths to have a date. Ooh, but I've never had a date in night market. <sighs> there, in the night market, you can find many pop-up booths selling different goods in a cheap bargain from electronics, clothes, foods. It's also where people take their children to try some rides just right Odong Odong to have a night drive. You know, I mentioned Odong Odong on my previous podcast about Jakarta. It's a modified motorcycle with some carriages for the passengers and a driver will play loud music down during the drive. The night market is also a good place to find street foods. Well, Jakarta is a street food paradise after all. But first-time foreigners like you, maybe, are usually reluctant to try street foods, but of course not all of them. But this is mainly due to health reasons. No, not COVID, not that one. Even before COVID, this is always because of health reasons. Um, how should I explain this? Um, sometimes. The sellers open their stalls in places that are less hygienic, where the food is easily exposed to flies or vehicle emissions. What you may find most is the personal hygiene of the seller that prepares your food. Um, you know, they do not wear gloves to, to prepare your food, and we don't know that those hands touch what, so... Yeah, but it's still edible. I've never heard of murder cases because of street food, so it's still edible. It's almost similar to junk food that we get at food courts or malls. And if you dare to try those street foods, don't forget to take some pictures of the street food and put some hashtags. Indonesians love it when foreigners promote their culture. (laughs) That's true. You should try it for yourself. But um, do you know what I'm proud of, Jakarta? Instagrammable spots in some corners of the city. When it comes to Instagrammable, it's actually very subjective, right? But in general, people in Jakarta agrees that some spots are Instagrammable for their Instagram fit. Um, but most of the spots are located in the downtown area, like Sudirman District or Kuningan District. Uh, the only thing we are grateful for our current governor is his construction of the artistic pedestrian bridge. It's not important, but I just would like to tell you. You know, as long as the bridge has likes that change color, it is an Instagrammable spot for gardens, especially youth and teenagers. So make sure to come to Sudirman District, okay, near Sunayan, you will find one there. Okay. Not only for Instagram feed or TikTok content, but youths in Jakarta are also creative to use public facilities for exercise. 
but I don't mean at the park with those gym-like types of equipment, you know. They rather use sidewalks as the area to play skateboard. Yes, you heard that right, skateboard. I'm not kidding. It happens in the neighborhood of my office in central Jakarta. You may want to check it out yourself. Again, just go to Sudirman areas. They develop very nice sidewalks, so there um, you will find many um, kids play skateboard um, in the evening without safety equipment. <laughs> yeah, you should watch them or just join them. I don't know. It's prohibited, but it's it looks fun whenever I pass them. But gardens, after all, they were run out of entertainment. Seriously. Sometimes it's even free. For example, having a picnic at the edge of welcoming statues fountain, although it's prohibited. So, you know, around the welcoming statues, there are there is a boundary to protect people from passing the the boundary to get into the fountain. But because it's I know, it's the icon of Jakarta and people want to get close to it. They pass the boundary, um, lie down with their date, having a, a cup of coffee. And it's a site that you can always find, mostly on weekends, like, yeah, but sometimes it happens on weekdays too, but uh, most people come on weekends, like, so, yeah, that's Jakarta. Um, but there's one thing that you cannot miss a day in Jakarta. You cannot miss a day in Jakarta without watching an Ondel Ondel performance. Ondel Ondel is a giant puppet from Betawi. And traditionally, it is used to live up to festivals or welcome guests. But today, it is a street performance that you can easily find in residential areas and it is played by a group of kids with loud traditional music of the Bowie. Sometimes I can even find two performances in my um, home neighborhood okay, because it's Pakampungan, so you will find them often in Pakampungan area. However, um, there are also cases that Ondel Ondel is not merely a traditional performance anymore. It's because some people use it to scrounge. So, they just get in the costume of Ondel Ondel and ask people for money. No music, no performance. That is just how hard it is the life in Jakarta for some people. Well, for me too. <laughs> Anything should be able to make money, to produce money. Painting your whole body silver and ask for some money at traffic lights are what some Jakartans do for a living. Overall, Jakarta has some social problems that are no different from other big cities in the world. History and culture are its unique identity. Of course, there are times when I feel tired of the daily lives here, of the people, of the traffic, or almost of anything. And I don't know what I'm gonna do if the government really moves to capital someday. So my question is, are you still interested to visit or live in Jakarta? Ask Michelle.
only foreigners, are you? Thank you for getting to know Indonesia. If you like our content, share the podcast or tell your friend about it. Check out our site at www.theindonesiasaga.com. Do you want more of Indonesia? Stay tuned with us for more exciting topics about Indonesia. Until the next episode, terima kasih, sampai jumpa.